Let's get right into this. Connection card time right in front of you in the pews. Uh, there, uh, there's a card. What Someone hold it up. What color is it today? Oh, it's blue. Oh, it's always blue now, I guess. <laughs> it's a blue card, blue and white card. And we call that a connection card. And we invite you to put information on that. But especially if this is your first or second time here to the church. We love to be able to connect with you and to just welcome you to the church. On the back, there's opportunity for you to check boxes or write something in it. Any way we can be of, of help to you, a blessing to you in some way. So um, please give us whatever information you like, and after you're done, you can just leave it on the pew, and we'll collect them later on. Uh, as, as you're doing that, I'll share some things with you. Um, one thing I just want to thank all those who came yesterday to uh, do church cleanup. It was a, guys did a great job. That's a real blessing to just take care of the Lord's house here, get it all ready for Christmas that's coming up, and just make it look all uh, spick and span. Uh, I also have an announcement. Those who are going to uh, this Saturday, they're leaving for the Reagan Library. Uh, you're to be here at the church at 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock, get on the bus to go to the Reagan Library. And I just want to, there's an overall invitation to adults. Know that we have an adult Bible study, a uh, Sunday school class, really, every Sunday at 920. It goes from 920 to 1015, and it's in our conference room. So that's something that's open to all adults. So please just keep that in mind. Know that we have a Not A Fan Fellowship this Friday. And also, just keep in mind, if you are interested in being an usher or greedy in the church, we have a workshop that's going to be uh, presented on Saturday, November 4th. Saturday, November 4th, that's for all ushers and greeters and for anyone who would like to look into what it means to be an usher and greeter. No commitment, but it's an opportunity for you to learn uh, what it takes, uh, what an usher and greeter does, and, um, and uh, uh, just learn about it and see if you'd like to serve the Lord in that way. That's November 4th. That's on your announcements there, 9.30 uh, Saturday morning, November 4th. Okay. All right, the Dodgers know their next victim, right? I thought it was going to be the Yanks. I really did. Yeah, it should have been the Yankees. How huh? we have a better chance of beating the Yankees? Know that Rod's right here. You, you want to brush up with Rod Todd here. He has season tickets. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a great series. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Okay, let's get into this. If you have your Bible, open up to Luke chapter 12. Luke chapter 12, we're going to read just a couple of verses on the subject we're going to be teaching about today, and also next Sunday too. Uh, for those of you who've been in the church for a while, you, under, you probably remember that in October we talk about stewardship. So we're going to devote our next two Sundays, today and next Sunday, to this topic of stewardship. When we look in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 12, these are Jesus' words on the subject of stewardship, and uh, just a couple of verses, and I'll, I'll fill in the blanks of what this all means uh, in just a bit. But Luke, chapter 12, verse 42. The Lord answered, Who is the faithful and wise manager whom the master puts in charge of his servants to give them their food, Allowance at the proper time. Verse 44, I tell you the truth. He will put him in charge of all his possessions. Let's pray. Father, 
Thank you. Here we are talking about stewardship, Lord. It's such a basic, basic teaching in the Bible. And for us to grab a hold of this is grabbing hold of so many other things that this relates to in regards to the Christian life. So help us, Father. Help us to have a ending, a good beginning on this topic. In Jesus' name, amen. This is irritating. This thing is going in and out. Hey, Mark, can we do something about this? It's going in and out. Should I go? I'll be, right. I'll be glad to go to the mic over here if that's better. Let's do that. guys are giving me a hard time. Okay. Stewardship. Let me talk, tell you about, uh, this is a personal thing. For you have been in the church a while, you, under, you know that my father just recently passed away. He passed away in August. And to be honest, you know, I don't, many times I don't think of him being gone. I still think of him being here. He used to be up in a skilled nursing facility just up the street here within five minutes of the church. And uh, a lot of times I think he's still there. But because he, he is with the Lord now, uh, it's changed my life in a, in a lot of different ways because I used to take him to lunch twice a week to go grab a burger. He just loved hamburgers. Um, I, I'd order his medical supplies. I'd pay his monthly bills. I'd meet with the staff of the house every quarterly. Uh, those, those, all those things I don't have to do any longer. I had full control of his finances. And it's amazing how the Lord timed my dad's going home because within a month of his going home to heaven, his funds ran out. And it's, it's amazing how that was. You know, uh, that's, that's something that, that God just... just just took care of. And that's something that my dad, in the years and years ago, when he started to see his health going down, we sat and we talked about it. We talked about his finance. We talked about uh, um, just all the things that, that are going to be coming up. And we pretty much planned it this way. He gave me full control of his estate. He entrusted all his belongings to me. And I was to use everything he entrusted to me to comfort him and to bless him. And that's how our arrangement went. See, when we talk about stewardship, the Bible is very clear that Christians, we are referred to as, 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 as children of God, we're referred to as soldiers of God, we are referred to as the sheep of God, but we are also referred to as the stewards of God. Stewards. See, as, as 21st century Christians, we are to be like these managers of the things that God gives us. But you may be thinking, oh, wait a minute, come on. Especially if you haven't had too much time in the Bible, you may be thinking, hey, wait a minute, the pink slip of my car, the deed of my home, um, uh, everything I have is in my name. You know, Sundays are really my day, but hey, I give it up for the Lord. I'm, I'm in a church. But in the Lord looks at it quite differently. And that's a, one of the big hurdles of Christianity, to be able to see our lives here on earth and all that we have according to how God sees it. In Psalm 24, the psalmist wrote, the earth is the Lord's and all it contains. That is pretty all-inclusive there. 
In 1 Chronicles 29, 12, you may say in your heart, my power and strength of my hand has made me this wealth, but you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth. See, one of the basic teachings of the Bible is that our time, our talents, our possessions, our money, our children, even our very lives are entrusted to us by God for his glory. I have a, a real peace that I can entrust you, this church, into the hands of Pastor Corey. God entrusted this church to me, and I have a real peace about entrusting this church family God, into the hands of Pastor Corey, who he brought here over six years ago. See, it's God's church. It's God's church, and, and, and it's all good. We are to be doing all this for God. That's the role of the steward. And so today we're going to talk about a couple of things. We're going to start off by talking about stewardship of time. And time we, we think about quite a bit. Uh, I, I, being the age I am, I look at time quite differently than when I was, let's say, in high school. But time is really the most significant thing in our lives when we think about it. Because one thing about time, it's irretrievable. Once you, you've, you've, you've lost it, it's gone. You will never get it back, right? It's gone. And its, it's worth is determined by how your perspective is of time. Take, for example, if your perspective of time is that you don't have a lot of time, that you have less time on this earth, while time is going to be more precious to you. It is a precious thing, time. You hear people saying, I'm going to make every day count. I'm going to make every moment count. You know, when you don't think your time is going to be, oh, just forever and ever and ever. You're, you're going to really value time. But the other way it works, too. If you have a lot of time, you're thinking, oh, wow, I'm, I'm young, I'm healthy, i just got so much time ahead of me. Hey, you're going to be sitting around on the couch watching reruns of Friends forever. Time, how you view time is really important, and God wants us to view time in a spiritual way. God wants us to have what we call a spiritual perspective of time. And what that is saying is that you realize that when you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you have what the Bible refers to as eternal life. And from that moment of faith, you have eternity with God. Your life is not going to end. You're going to have a little hiccup there when your physical life ends and you breathe your last breath here on earth. But Boom, it just keeps on going. You're going to take your next breath in the presence of God. So if you truly believe that, and you really understand eternity is eternity, then our time here on earth is like a clap of the hand. It is just a clap of the hand. It is fast. Our time here on earth passes like when you take that controller and you switch channels on your TV, in comparison to eternity, our time here on earth is very short. And so the challenge of the Bible when we talk about stewardship of time is always the challenge of 
What are you going to do with your time here on earth? That is always a challenge. And if you go back and say, well, I'm a steward of my time, that's really time God has given me on this earth. What does God want me to do with this time? The psalmist in Psalm 90 wrote, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. See, God wants us to make wise decisions about the way we spend our time here on earth, what we focus on, what we do. I read this, you know, this quote from William James, who's a philosopher, and he, he wrote this about spending time on earth, and, it's a, and I thought it was worthwhile. Let me, let me read it to you. A great use of life is suspended for something that will outlast it. In other words, if you're going to spend your time on anything here on earth, probably the best use of it is spend it in, in something that's going to continue on after you're gone. Now, some, of, some people may read this and say, wow, great, I'm going to start carving out Mount Rushmore. Okay, all right, that's a life endeavor. I'm going to go save the, the, the woody salamander. Okay, that's another one. I'm going to accumulate a whole chunk of money and, and just, just, uh, just leave a fortune to the people I, I love. Those are all things that someone can choose to do. But according to God's word, people outweigh them all. See, as Christians, we are, be, are to be in the blessing of people business. That's, that's what a Christian is supposed to be doing. That's, our, that's how we are supposed to choose to spend our time. We are to be in the blessing of people business. Because that's what Jesus did, right? Jesus is walking around and he's blessing people right enough by the words he said, his expressions of love, the kindness, the miracles, everything. It was all to bless people. See, the mindset, the use of time, the attention of the heart, it all starts at home first, but then it goes out the door into your world. That kind of attitude is one that blesses your world and is the way God wants us to have a perspective on our time here on earth. It's basically a heart attitude that is saying, I thank God I'm able to do this for you. Because everything we have is from him. I thank God I'm able to do this for you. That is a tremendous perspective on our time here on earth. Because you take that into your world, and your world is the classroom world. Your world is, is the office world. Your world is, for some of you, the leisure club world. You take it into your world. And you'd be a blessing to the people around you. That is that focus on use of your time. But let's go on. Let's go into another one of these areas. We're going to talk about talents. Talents. In other words, our, our abilities and things. You know, I just bought my trick-or-treat candy. I don't have many kids that come to my door. But uh, I bought, I, I always got to have something just in case, okay? Yeah, so I go to Costco. If you've been to Costco lately, you see that Costco isn't that worried about Halloween. They are hitting right up front Christmas. They got their Christmas trees up. They got their wreaths all stacked up for sale. They got all this stuff for, 
for Christmas. That's, that's their big emphasis. You know, in this high-tech world, what do, you, what do you think about this idea? In this high-tech world, what if I plan to give my three girls socks and underwear? Wouldn't that be cool? See, they don't need another laptop. They don't need another cell phone. But socks and underwear. We all use it, right? We, they, we all use them, and, and we all got to get new stuff. So why not? It's, it's what they need. See, that's the principle of how God gives us our talents, our spiritual gifting. It's according to what the church needs. He blesses you with abilities and experiences and, and, these, and, and these spiritual gifts that we're, I'm going to ex- explain what they are. He blesses you with these things. Why? For you to be a blessing in the church. Whatever church you're in, in the church, the body of Christ. In 1 Corinthians 7, 7, Paul wrote this. I wish that all men were as I am. And what Paul meant is that Paul was talking about singleness uh, and, and marriage. Paul was saying at that time, he said, I'm, 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 I'm unattached, so I can give my whole life I give, I give every ounce of my energy to the Lord. But he goes on and says, but each man has his own gift from God. One has this gift and another has that. What's he talking about? Gift. Well, the Bible talks about spiritual gifts, and they refer to God-given abilities that are kind of like a seed. It's like God plants a seed in you that over time and opportunity of use, it develops into a real blessing to the church. So when you receive Jesus Christ by faith, it's like the spiritual seed is planted in you. And, and, and it could mean more than one gift, but at least it's one gift, according to Paul. And this, this seed, as you serve God, comes out, and you're going to see maybe a tendency and an enjoyment or a special ability to do a certain, a certain something within the church. It's a talent or enabling that over time starts to show in your life as you serve God. See, Paul wrote, but each man has his own gift from God. Why? For the benefit of the church. For the benefit of the church. He goes on in his letter to the church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 12, 4 through 6. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but the same God works all of them in all men. What's he, what's he saying here? He's saying there are different gifts, but they're all from the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit that works through you in your service to God in the church. And there are a lot of different gifts. I'll give you an example a little bit. And he's talking about different works. They're, they're, and they're all done for the Lord, the Master. All these different talents and abilities are all done with one thing in mind. I'm doing this for the Lord. That is so crucial. Because you can do a million things, but if, you're not ha- if your motive isn't for the Lord, hey, it's not for the Lord. It's that, it's that simple. 
But if you're going to really use your gifting and abilities to honor God, then you've got to have it in your heart and mind. I am doing this for the Lord. Doing it for the Lord. Different results. But all are done through God who works through them all. In other words, these different results, some people may say, oh my gosh, I can't do that. I've never done that before. But, but when people step forward, God works through them. And they're able to do something, incredible things that they never thought they could. See, that's part of, of doing things with the right motive. When you're doing it for God, God's on your side. God's going to work through you, and God's going to bless the church through you. I met a Christian who had the gift of giving and hospitality. The guy was an engineer, single guy. Um, and uh, he said to me, yeah, I, I, I know that I have this spiritual gifting I love having people in my house and to serve them and take care of them. Um, and, and, I, and I love giving. I, don't, I, I, I make a good income, and I, don't, and I have no problem in really being generous to people. So you know what he started to do? He, he would pray, and when he'd go off on the street, sometimes he'd meet someone who's homeless on the street, and he'd say, and he'd pray about it, and he'd feel good about a certain person. He'd say, hey, this is my address. Come to my house. You can stay with me. And he'd have actually homeless people come through his front door, and he'd set them up in a bedroom. And he would feed them, and he would, he would allow them to go in and out. It's incredibly trusting. But he had this gifting where he was able to do that. And it was, it was incredible to me when I met the people that, he, that were in his home at times. See, some of you are gifted in teaching. Some of you are gifted in administration. You can organize and plan ministries. Some of you have that, that gifting I just talked about of hospitality, and, 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 you, and we see it in, a, in our lunch that's after every service. See, God's plan is that we put these spiritual gifts together with our life experiences, with our natural talents that we have to bring life and fruitfulness and effectiveness to his church. And when all these different gifts, talents, and experiences work together, we are the living, visible body of Christ to the world. See, now you make the connection, how God roamed around and blessed people. Well, when we have all our, our, all, all the, our talents and giftings working for the Lord, then we are like that body of Christ that the world sees. We are a source of blessing to one another and to the world we live in. That's a neat thing. Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians 12, the body is a unit, though it is made up of many parts. And though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. See, that, that's really a key, too, in this teaching of stewardship. Do you believe God wants you to serve him in this church? You know, some of you are in different stages of, hey, I don't know if I like this church. I don't know if I like that guy, what he's saying up there. You know, I don't like this or that. You know, and so you're kind of testing it out. But once God puts it in your heart that this is the church he wants you to be in, understand there's a purpose in that that your gifting, that your ability, that your life experience is brought into this church helps make us more a, a complete body of Christ. 
And let's say if you've been here a while and you, let's say you, you don't do anything in the church. You know, you, you, you're here and we're thankful you're here, but let's say over, over a long, long time, there's, you don't do anything really to, to really uh, uh, serve the body. Well, God bless you, but understand that that means the body is lacking a little bit in some way because of that. See, that's why it's so important that we get a handle on stewardship because God has all of us here and we're all part of this one body. And it's just like fingers and toes and arms and ears and nose and everything. When one of the body parts isn't functioning well, well, then the body of a hall isn't functioning well. That's a good thing for us to remember. See, you're not here, well, you're here to be a part of the body, and, and, to, and to be a part of the body, you need to step forward to use your talents. The body of Christ here will be lacking if you don't. That's just something just to keep in the back of your mind. So, to wrap it all up, when we talk about time and talents, we are gifted with certain gifts and talents and experiences for one purpose, to glorify God. And if you believe God led you to this church, then this is where you are to glorify God. It's that simple. Your master, when we think of a master-steward relationship, your master has put you, has put you here for a purpose. And it's to use the things that he's entrusted to you. It's pretty simple. That's a tough thing to really live out. It's a tough thing to live out. And so to understand it's a process. Anytime I talk about stewardship, I understand it's a process. And you know why? Because it has a lot to do with your relationship to the master. See, even though the master is the master and we're, we're the steward, we're the soldiers, we're the sheep, our relationship is not one where we ever get arm twisted. God will never twist our arm to do anything. But it's a process in how we understand God's love for us and how relationship with him gets stronger and stronger and closer and closer. And we understand, hey, God is the master. He is God. Let's pray. Father, this whole concept of stewardship is a very interesting one because we know that you are able to do all things. But in your wisdom and in your love, you choose to work through us. You choose to entrust us and to work through us and to allow us to experience life on a different level. A life with purpose, a life of giving. So thank you, Lord. Thank you for the wisdom that you show us in this way. And we pray, Father, that we will move forward in our growth spiritually to live out our lives as stewards of yours. In Jesus' name, amen.